0: Welcome to another episode of the Agile Weekly podcast. I am Clayton Lengelzigic. I'm Derek Neighbors. And I'm Chris Young. And Chris, we put you. We're going to put you on the spot here because so we were yeah. thinking of a topic, and you started talking, but that's not allowed. So I had to hit record. So all right, continue your train of thought.
1: Okay, so for me, coming to sort of an agile team was a real like saving grace. Uh, I had pretty much burnt out on development software until uh, I saw a, a job advertisement for Integrum technologies I guess it was back in 2008 or something like that and uh, uh, I had read about agile um, and I really I really connected with the ideas of it and it seemed to sort of like fit right into the way that I approach life etc right so got into it and as my career is advanced I I've I've bumped into, you know, obviously a lot of different um, situations where, you know, sometimes people really embrace agile. Sometimes people um, uh, give lip service to it. Some people fake that they're um, that they're into it because they're just trying to like do something that can save the team, um, especially with Scrum. Uh, but and I and I just remember getting so for 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 a long time, I got very, I was always angry. I was always angry that people weren't sort of like like living up to. What I thought was very obvious, I almost thought that people were purposely like they knew better and they purposely were trying to avoid um i don't know like like becoming more courageous or becoming more um uh, better designers or whatever like they were they were that th- th- there was some sort of like willful um pushback against getting better as a person or as a team um and it took me a while to realize that if if the world worked the way if if the world worked in a way where I wasn't angry, then I would no longer have a job. Because helping people to come to a more agile approach to um, software and to life is, it should be challenging. Otherwise, there, we wouldn't spend so much time trying to work on these things. And it, and it helped me to kind of relax and realize that all of these problems that I bump into or, or difficulties between people are actually what's supposed to happen. That's good. To, to to bump into um, you know a team that's you know like like afraid of management or some adversarial uh, relationship, for example, between um, the stakeholder and the technical team. That that isn't something to blow my top over. That's actually a great opportunity because it's the beginning of, I guess, uh, creating a better environment, a better team, etc. Um, and I, I, I what I've noticed is a um, people do get very attached to uh, kind of um, like Agile teams. They may have, maybe have worked on um, good teams in the past and get very frustrated and angry in the same way that I used to when they're dealing with new challenges. Um, and so that that's kind of a topic is, is like given especially that Agile is kind of this like embedded uh, ideology that at least originally Scrum and Agile was kind of like a way of pushing back against, uh, you know, the sort of like big corporate entity, or whatever, uh, that there's this, that frustration is kind of built in. And how do we, how do we kind of like, um, own that frustration as part of our, you know, of us succeeding rather than getting upset and throwing our hands up and walking out on situations? How do we actually help people uh, get to a better, more agile kind of uh, work flow I guess?
2: So I I think you said you hit on two things that uh, kind of struck a chord for me. One one is I've worked with some really opinionated people um, that do really awesome work, and one of the things I I noticed um, in in our team as we had gone in to consult in a number of organizations is that every organization's DNA is different. Their culture is different. Like where they're at is different. The teams that are compromised of those organizations are different. And what I would find is you know, uh, you know, one of us would hop into a consulting engagement, we'd come back and say, Hey, we're doing this thing and this and, and quote unquote this thing is some process, some idea, some thought and it's different than what we'd ever done before somewhere else and everybody else on the team would be like, Oh, you are just you know like just would just slam it to high hell like you heretic, it's you excuses you excuses and, yeah. and just like all this just <laughs> shit. And, and and I think I think that, that one of the things that I've noticed with Um, uh, people that have a a pretty high level of even agile, agile fluency if they don't have a real diverse experience working with a lot of teams and a lot of people start to very it's very easy to equate process to agility And so when you see something that doesn't match what you've done or seen or agree with in the past, it's very easy to say, like, that's not agile or that's not right. Now, Mm. more often than not, it probably isn't. So I'm not I'm not trying to give this like a green pass. But, but it was always very funny or humorous to me. Some of the strong personalities on the team, when when I would come back and say, "Hey, I'm, I'm trying XYZ. and immediately I would just be, you know, bombarded with like how stupid that is, or how you know, whatever. And it's like, well, isn't agile kind of about trying new things, right? Like, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not sure this is the perfect thing or the right thing, but like this is, might be a place to start with this particular individual or this particular team. And so I think it's easy from an to be what I call agile rigid. Right, like you know, I think about it very. It's taken me a long time. And I mean, I'm still very opinionated about it, and still a lot of things like that. That's dumb, like you know. But I, I think that's something to work for, right? Is as, as you kind of get agile, mature, I guess. Um, and then I think the, the second one you kind of said, and, and I noticed this in so many teams, is there are people that really, really struggle with the conflict it takes to improve, right? So mm. if I if I look at anything in life that is great, it kind of goes through this refining process, right? Where, I mean, you know, you look at the best athletes in the world and they work their ass off and there are days they don't want to go train. There are days they don't want to be, you know, at the field, whatever else. But, but they grind through those, like, painful moments, and that kind of makes them the superstar or the athlete that they are, right? And you can say this for virtually everything, whether it be a musician, a, a great physicist, you name it. Like, there are days that suck, and you got to push through. And one of the things I notice is Agile, like, really grinds that, right? Like, it says, like, we're going to train every day. Right, like we're not gonna go play a game and have a fun once a week. Like we're gonna train every single day, and it's gonna be hard. And I, I notice there are so many people that that is such a foreign concept or such a painful concept that they, 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 they gravitate towards, I don't like feeling like I'm always wrong or that I always have to learn something or that like it is always changing or, you know, like there's this very much they get like a negative frustration of like this, you know, like I, I think what it is, is I'm seeking approval and this style of work is what you're telling me is there's never going to be approval because if you get approval, then it just means great. Now the bar, you know, you won the state championship. Great. Now you got to win the national championship. Oh, you won the national championship. Oh, great. We got to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that good agile teams or great. Agile teams continue to move the bar for I me. Mean, that's kind of the whole point, right? Like inspect and adapt and keep evolving. And there are some people that like they don't, the mindset says, no, you don't evolve. You, you <laughs> get to where you're at and then you're done. Right, and I, I noticed that is uh, something that I think frustrates a lot of people and on I think Agile teams. To
0: your point, Chris, about the the idea that it was obvious to you, but other people weren't doing it or they weren't acknowledging it. So, what was wrong, or were they being purposefully being jerks, or were they so they're stupid or whatever? Right? There's a few options, and you know, I think there were a few times. One of the things we always talked about, uh, and I think a lot on the podcast too, is like the concept of different realities. And you know, I had a certain reality about how things could be or how things could work. And I, with a lot of the teams I worked with, I realized that that was not their reality. They had never worked in that environment. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big kind of um, unlocking point in that regard of this is something that seems very obvious to me. And having the self-awareness to say, it seems very obvious to me, but it's not to other people. So what am I missing? You know, What don't I understand? Or how am I not empathizing with these people? And then you kind of maybe understand more of the context or more of the culture of the organization and you realize that the choices they're making are in fact pretty rational choices um what could seem as irrational or you know you're not pushing yourself or you're not trying to be better or whatever if you look at the organization it's like well that kind of makes sense i probably wouldn't do that either you know because this is a pretty (laughs) bad situation and um you know i think for me it was there was a period of time where I thought that if I, you know, maybe went to enough conferences or talked to enough people or read enough books about agile specifically that I would know enough about these things and I'd be able to solve these problems. And I think I had an epiphany at one point in time of like, well, really agile is this, you know, tick mark on the map of human experience. And there's all this stuff in psychology and and maybe uh, there's probably some even the hard sciences that I could learn something from. And there's all these things that, you know, agile fits into this one small little thing. And I think once I realized that, it kind of freed me up to to not view things necessarily in these kind of more rigid things of like, you know, to get these results, you should do X, Y, and Z, which I think I had experimented with that, and I definitely think it worked. And there were a lot of cases where if I would just impose that change and be very prescriptive, you could get certain results, and it was fine if that's all you were doing. But does that work in the long term? You know, are... Mm -hmm. Is that an effective, sustainable system? I don't, probably not, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some, you know, interesting, like, I, I think I learned after about a decade that empathy goes a long way, which is very really hard. I'm not a very empathetic person by, by default. Um, but what I learned is what I used to think was, you know, stupidity or stubbornness or, like, other people's, um, you know, inability to kind of work in effective ways, A a lot of the way that you thought was effective, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, even like. Historically proven effective sure. ways, right? Like you know, I mean, there there are a lot of things that are kind of proven. Is like this, this, and, and so I think I think two things happen. Is I'm a pretty firm believer of you know the Shurahi, you know you you uh, you know Dreyfus model, you name it, to where you can kind of say like, hey, you don't know what you're doing, so just wax on, wax off, wax on. You you don't have to understand what that is, and at some point that's going to become apparent to you. I do actually think that model works much better than people tend to give it credit for. I think science kind of proves that some of that works fairly well but there are people that will reject even the like hey just do this you don't have to worry about how it works just do it and you're going to get a better result than you are right now, and there are people that would reject that. Well, what I started to, to learn via kind of empathy was, you know, I don't know this person's situation, right? So, you know, I'm not saying that estimation is right or wrong. It's the best thing, right? But there are certain things where it's like, hey, if you can measure your performance, you can know if you're getting better or worse. You can learn some things, right? Well, now, if you have somebody that's, like, allergic to that, It's Like, well, I don't know. Why are they allergic to that? In the same way, you might walk up to a dog to give it food, and it goes to bite you or runs away. And you think, this is so illogical. This dog is starving to death, and it won't take food from me. Mm -hmm. But what you don't know is it it, it came from a kennel or a place where it got beaten every time uh, it saw a human being. That human being beat it or whipped it or, you know, Mm -hmm. did some horrible thing to it. You know, So what seems totally irrational to me, hey, I'm trying to hand you food and now you're biting me and running away, is totally rational to the dog is I'm just preventing you from beating me and I have no context that you might not actually be beating me. And I think a lot of the agile uh, principles and a lot of the agile uh, techniques um, are very difficult to employ in places where there's been what we've kind of lovingly started to call developer abuse, mm-hmm. where developers have been abused in these like kind of horrific ways, in, in metaphorically, and, and you kind of say like, "Hey, do this," and it's like, oh that's a trap, right?" Like you, you, you're just putting the food out there so that I come out, and when I come out, then you're gonna club me with the. Well, the, it's, the, it's, the it's funny though,
0: because yeah. I think if you were to explain that situation with the dog, I think most people would make an observation of, "Oh, something bad happened to this dog, right?" right? Uh, so right. that must be there. That explains right. their behavior. Uh, it's not a reflection on the dog. But then, same exact situation right. with, you know, this. These developers are such jerk, pre-Madonna yeah. jerks, and they Eggs. scream every time. What a bunch right. of assholes! You know? Right, I don't mm-hmm. think everyone ever—they don't want to extend the, uh, <laughs> you know, the empathy that they give to the right. dog to, you know, right. to their counterparts,
2: right? Exactly. And I mean, I think it's just easy to forget that everybody's situation is different, right? And that, right. you know, you know, I, I may never have experienced that, so for me, it's hard to think like, why are you acting that way? And what, 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 what right. would instead of pausing and saying, "Hmm, what would cause Clayton to act that way?" It's just what an idiot. Right, whereas the dog, it's like, huh? That's a, that's that's a, that's a weirdest response for a dog. I wonder what happened to that. I mean, you even hear people say that, like, you know, they see a dog for the time. Ooh, they're kind of skittish. I bet they were beat before. It's like, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe they, you know, who knows what, you know,
1: maybe they're a nervous wreck. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, you know the basic idea here is is to open open ourselves up, especially if you're if you're looking if you're working on a on any kind of software team, but especially an agile team, uh, to open ourselves up to. The, you know, the idea that we don't have it all figured out and that, that through empathy and things like that, we need to learn about our situation before we start applying these. Because in a way, if we, if we just come and we say, hey, here's the Agile way, and this is the way that you're doing it, we're actually starting to create the same problem that Agile was born out of in the first place, which is like these heavy procedures, et cetera, right? Yeah. Whereas learning about who the team is, what the culture is of the, of, 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 uh, the organization, et cetera, uh, and then having an attitude to actually help to, to bring more value and, and uh, better productivity that, that that maybe we're sort of like putting the cart before the horse when we come in with, here's the 15 Agile, agile rules that we're going right. to start living by.
0: Yeah, the idea that there is a right way to do it, um, you know, really all the time or any time, um, that's a, if you can get over that idea or that conceit, I think you can you can go a long way.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I think it's hard to because you have transition, right? So, I mean, you're really talking about the way organizational culture is and the way people's mindsets are. And those aren't things that are really easy to change. Sometimes you, you know, that's why they call it agile agile transition, right? Some of it is you have to kind of give somebody a little bit of taste of something in order for them to start to walk down that. But it's very hard to separate at what point am I giving them a taste to at what point am I telling them just do this dummy and it will work. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I, I think that's what makes this so complicated and so difficult for Organizations and teams and people to kind of adopt agile is there is no there's no we're agile now right there's no this is the one right way to do it right and I and I mm-hmm. think it's so hard for people to say like completely different for every person every team every organization in their journey and path is there. And and I'm seeing that like, that's one of the reasons I hate all this scaling shit that's going on in the industry right now is it's trying to say in essence, kind of everybody's the same. All teams are the same. All people are the same. All organizations. And here's my formula for how to just do it at this giant scale.
0: Or at least they can be made to be the same. Right. Right. Yeah. Ooh, heavy. Okay. Well, thanks guys. Talk to you next week. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integrumtechcom slash podcasts, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at AgileWeekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes.
2: Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.